Welcome back to the new music series from Living in the New. We're at Studio H, of course, brought to you by our friends at Door County Brewing Company. And this week, we've got Tony Wiest with us. Tony, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. Now, uh, you're an Appleton native. Yes. And so uh, when you were here growing up in Appleton, was there much live music going on that you were uh, interested in? Were you going out and seeing shows, things like that? Uh, I was... Not really. I didn't have a whole lot of interest in music. I just, you know, I was a typical teenager running around, you know, partying a bit and ended up meeting up with one guy. Um, I was 16 years old and his name is Jeff Ewald. Um, he just kind of, I bumped into him at a party. He showed me some tunes. He's like, you like that? I'm like, yeah. He was like, here's my number. I met up with him down at, um, he was going to school in Marquette. Okay. Down in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. And uh, he showed me how to mix a record. And from there on, on I, we became best friends and he taught me how to, yeah, we just rocked the scene. And so it was this friend of yours who sort of taught you how to make electronic music. Is that fair? Well, he taught me how to mix. Okay. okay. Um, I didn't take up uh, music production until about six years ago. And um, the reason for doing that is because um, I felt like, you know, I could mix a record in my sleep. So I wanted to take it a notch higher. I would like to create that global footprint. I want people to hear my sound, mm -hmm. my story through my music. So tell so, me a little bit, how do you describe the style or the story of your music? Um, to me, music is emotions, all right? Everything that I put into my music is uh, an emotion, whether it be happy, sad, mad, glad. Um, it's basically my therapy. It's how I uh, uh, deal and get things off my chest and uh, live day-to-day -day life, I yeah, guess. A good way to let it out. Yeah, that's basically it. It's my release. It's, yeah. um my music is my emotions. I mean, I sit here, I'm thinking about something real hard. I'll sit down, um, I'll write a track. I can not only see how I felt in musical notes, but I can also hear it too. And I can also, after six years of self-taught production, now have you hear how I felt. Right. And so, okay, take us back then to the early stages when you were mixing. Um, what kind of equipment did you need to get started? Because this is a while ago. How long ago did you get started mixing music? Yeah, it was 17 years. So. Okay. Um, my first setup was uh, a pair of Stanton turntables and it's a cheap Newmark mixer. Um, my buddy who I met, my, who taught me how to mix, he the first year we were hanging out, he convinced my parents behind my back to give me a set of turntables for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good friend right there. That yeah. is a good friend. So then, uh, yeah, you know, I wasn't working much and, you know, all summer I'd wake up to him. Mixing records. He was like my alarm clock. Oh, I see. So it was sort of a self-serving <laughs> gift that he was recommending then because he got to well, use the tables too. Uh, you know, one hand washes the other. I sure, guess sure. Worked out so good. are there a lot of people in the Fox Valley uh, since then, even now, that are into the electronic scene? Um, Yeah, the scene has definitely evolved. Uh, I can't say that I agree with it. A lot of it in some ways. <laughs> I mean, I mean, as time went on, technology you know, got better and better. And there's a lot of kids that are out there like to put on a pair of headphones, hit the sync button on a mixer, and be like, everybody look at me. I push play, you know? And it's like, you don't have a really, a guy like myself, yeah. a whole lot of respect for guys like that. Just sure. because, you know, I, I went through like ripping my hair out, smashing records, like, God, <laughs> you know, I can't get this mix down. That actual creative process. Yeah. 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 It was uh, frustrating, but liberating at the same time, I yeah. guess. It was and you've been doing this sort of as this transition to digital music has been happening too. Have you experienced that in your work or have you always sort of been working in the digital realm? Well, the first couple of years, CDJs came out. They were like, you know, CD turntables. Sure. Me and my buddy were like, no, I don't know. We ain't doing that after <laughs> that. No way. Right. But, you know, it's just 
as time went on, it's like, okay, well, we earned we earned our right to play on that. So that's right. We'll give it a go. You put in your time. Yeah. Y- you learned. Okay. No, I mean, you don't even need – you see, I have to carry on a big old bag of records. And I have CDs, books of CDs. Now you just need a little flash drive. You plug it into these tables, and it's got all your tunes right there. Right. Your keychain. Keychain and a pair of headphones. <laughs> just that easy. <laughs> yeah, it's that easy now. So now you're performing. Uh, you mentioned you got a performing name as? Tazzle. Tazzle. Where did, does that come from anywhere? Well, um, yeah, I just, uh, me and my buddy were partying one day, and I called him E. Wazzle, because his name is Ewald. Right. Call me Tazzle. Started, I was like, okay. It started calling me that in front of people. <laughs> and it, and it just stuck. That was it. <laughs> so but, as Tazzle, you're performing uh, throughout Northeast Wisconsin. What kind of places are you playing? Um, right now, I got a monthly uh, night down at the Brow House. Um, it's kind of like my stomping grounds. I've been playing there ever since it opened, okay. since Frankie came over from Germany. And uh, he just opened up this new VIP room in the back. So he wanted me and my boy, Daniel Valenti, a.k.a. Vigi. He's another one another one of my uh, production partners, okay. a.k.a. DJ Tag Buddies. And yeah. uh, me and him are doing a night down there. We're doing a – we call it The Vibe. It's to bring back some more realisticness to the music around this area because it's gotten quite fabricated and, and I don't know – I guess assembly lined. Okay. You know, it's all the same, you know, music with a story, you know, something with the same groove. I mean, at a party nowadays, you go to a show, there's six DJs, you know, they're all playing 30 to 45 minutes each, and they're playing six different styles, you know, and it's like you can't just hold that steady groove. So we got me and him opening up, and then we bring a guest, which is us three all night, same vibe. Just chugging. You get in the groove and you can stay in it. Yeah, yeah, stay in the groove. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So do uh, you ever play festivals or anything like that? Yeah, there's uh, quite a few parties I've played. Um, festivals, underground warehouses. Um, Is that here in Northeast Studio Wisconsin? Two, Studio 200. That's a good, that's the one I play quite frequently okay. down in Milwaukee. Okay. Um, so you're finding lots of places to play around Wisconsin then? Yeah. Milwaukee, Madison. Madison. Um, there's a guy from Madison that I met uh DJ King Fusion, um, he got me hooked up on a thing I started about four years ago. I got my own podcast slash radio show, uh, speakerboxradio.com. Love it. Um, so that's kind of basically where I met my uh, global collaborations, um, you know, going through the music scene. I'd reach out to people on SoundCloud and ask them to be guest mix on my DJ show, mm-hmm. you know, and that's pretty much how I met with all my buddies overseas. So you're playing live shows around the state but you're collaborating with other electronic musicians from around the world. Yeah, that's true. I'm also, you know, making songs with them. We'll get a Dropbox account, start up a song, and then put it in there, and each of each of us will work on it whenever we got our own time. And eventually, you know, I'll send out remix packs to my buddies, and they'll send me back their versions of my songs. You know? So how do you get connected with those people overseas? How are they even finding out? Is it through these online platforms? It's, yeah, just social media, um, you know, sometimes record labels that I really dig. Mm-hmm. I reach out to some of the artists, and it's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. So, sound, a lot of lot on SoundCloud. Yeah. So, new technology has made a lot more possible within the music, but it's also facilitating sort of new types of collaboration and, and inventing some oh, new styles. Oh yeah, it's also it's made it really easy to reach overseas. Definitely, it's it's uh, definitely a good thing. So you've been playing regularly here in Northeast Wisconsin. Uh, any takeaways or lessons you've learned about audiences here in the area? Um, one lesson I've learned is if you're going to be doing a night with a show, I mean, the, the whole community around here, as far as the electronic music community, they're pretty tight. And there's a specific crowd of people that actually, you know, if one's at 
one party's going on here, everybody will be there. If there's another party you want here, everybody will be there. So whoever's throwing parties, they pretty much, you know, communicate. Like, okay. Oh, you got anybody got a party going on this night? Because we're going to do one this night just so we don't, you know, dip into the crowd. So uh, everybody, okay. So that following knows where to go, and you guys as the musicians are not trying to necessarily yeah, compete with each, each other. Right. Yeah, there's respect in the community out there. So, okay. Yeah. Because that's it I've noticed with uh, rock shows, you might have four or five different shows going on at mm. the same time on right. the same night, right. up and down College Avenue even. We're not even talking about Milo Music, right? This is just your uh, a Friday or a Saturday night. Mm. Um, with electronic shows, you guys are really supporting each other. You're showing up when uh, a friend is having a show. You're, you're going to be there. You're gonna be oh, night. absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, most of the time. Um, speaking of Milo Music, they definitely need an electronic stage out there. I'd like to play that once. Interesting. <laughs> there, there, Interesting. Hasn't, there hasn't been one. I, I, I just I don't know why because it would be yeah spectacular. Would you want to play at OB's or would you want to play somewhere else at the Brow House? Or, uh... I mean, like a, a stage out there. Yeah. You know? They need an electronic music stage is what they need. Wouldn't it be awesome to throw a rave like in Houdini Plaza, like an outdoor stage and you've got the lights and you've got all that stuff going on? I mean, this you're, could happen, right? You're speaking my language, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You guys set them like up, it. I'll knock them down. I was going to say, we'll have to uh, have some conversations <laughs> well, here with our friends. That sounds good. So have you, uh, when you aren't creating and listening to electronic music, do you have other types of music that you enjoy? Um, I like pretty much anything. Um, I, at work, I don't really listen to a whole lot of music. I guess it depends on if, uh, what kind of mood I'm in, but I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know. I listen to a lot of politics. Hey, interesting, interesting. But politics, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theory oh, nut. Oh, I see, I so. see. I like this. Like a little news junkie going on. Yeah, okay, yeah, you know, right. I like to be well-informed. Yes. I like, I, like to, I like to know what's going on around me. You know nice. what I'm saying? So when you aren't doing music, what are you doing? Um, I'm working, working quite a bit okay. um, when I'm not in school because I'm a third year, or I'm considered a fourth year apprentice right now. Um. And playing with, hanging out and playing with my kid, yeah. I mean, taking her outside, doing stuff, or even getting her into the studio, and making music with me. She's got a couple of her own songs already. Oh, fun! And How old's your daughter? She's six. Oh, nice. She's just close to matching a beat on her own. And she can actually. She's got a couple of songs she made already. It's pretty cute. That is but awesome. It's not only uh, teaching her a skill, but it's also you know some good bonding time between the both of us. Absolutely, that quality time. Pretty much this whole journey that I'm on. Um, I mean, the job and career I'm in right now, as far as. Um, for work and the schooling thing I'm doing, pretty much plan B. It's all the fun plan A. Plan A is the music. And the reason I'm doing the music is to uh, obviously leave my musical footprint, footprint globally, but at the end of it all, have a little empire for my daughter to step in, take the reins, and be like dance puppets. I love it. Tony, <laughs> always thinking ahead. Thank you so much for joining us and being part of our music series. Awesome. It's been great, man. Thanks.